You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Episode 169 of the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast, brought to you by Drip Drop. We drink in Drip Drop, and Drip Drop is literally the key to hydration. We saw a lot of NASCAR <laughs> drivers today that could have used some Drip Drop, so I started going crazy on Twitter, and uh, Drip Drop's coming, whether you like it or not, but it's used by... We, it's, what was that? Do we get a founder's fee? We should, we should, because we're going to link up Drip Drop and NASCAR. It's happening. But we're, we're starting out strong on this podcast with Drip Drop. Say it with me, guys. Drip Drop. That's right. You're in your car. You're in the office. <laughs> scream it loud. Drip Drop. Right now, go to DripDrop.com. Use promo code GarageGuys20, and you will save 20% at checkout. Don't let us down. Do it for the Garage Guys. Hydrate yourself. Don't get taken away to infield care facilities like Bubba Wallace. He should have had Drip Drop. That was scary, by the way, guys. I don't know if y'all saw that. Uh, terrifying to watch live because you could tell right away something was up, and then as soon as he started to kind of fall over, man, that was, t- that was tough to watch. <laughs> right. And, and guys, uh, we, we have a special guest on this show. You just heard his oh, voice hey. here. It's uh, Rusty <laughs> Wallace. Man, the man, the man, the myth, the legend. The uh, He's coming in swinging. We like it. We he like is, man. We look when when Rusty came on, and I saw the backdrop. It was immediate. I knew, like, all right, down to business, baby. It's time. <laughs> It's time. I'm here to have fun and just yeah, just laugh with you guys all night. Let's do it. That's it. Hell yeah, man. We're, we're so glad you made it on. We've been trying to make our rounds around the YouTube and the Twitch world, and there's so much going on in gaming. I know the iRacing boom took off big this year, so NASCAR Heat 5 is coming out. Uh, can't wait to talk with you a little bit about that. Um, before we get into everything um, as far as the uh, eSports side of things go, we got to talk about what happened today at Atlanta. Um, really... Uh, predictable kind of for Kevin Harvick to uh to win Atlanta we all pretty much had our uh had our eyes on him there was a couple of drivers that I looked at uh that that I thought would do a little bit better but man when you really get to looking down at this finishing lineup I mean you just see these studs Ryan Blaney is one that stands out to me the most coming in fourth man it's just like the luck's either on or off for Ryan it seems like it appears he's been the best, or at least the fastest Penske car all year. He just hasn't gotten the finishes. And it was interesting to see that, uh, I mean, Joey Logano and Brad Kozlowski really didn't work their way up into the top 10. I know Brad, I think uh, he had an issue and he was in the back of the pack and had to work his way forward. But um, the thing that caught me about Blaney was him and Bowman, kind of the fastest cars, but Bowman was back in like outside of the top 15. So um, with all the veterans up there in the top 10 mix, Blaney really, really impressed. So yeah, good, good job pointing out Blaney. That was a good run for him. Right, man. Yeah, it's. Uh, I know. I know that uh, Drew and I we had we had him in some of our lineups. Um, mm-hmm. Not as many, I guess, as we would have liked. But it's just because you just you never know with him, man. There's there's so many things. <laughs> but it goes it goes for every driver out there on the field. You know, you can't discriminate one against another. But except if you're Clint Boyer, because you know something's probably a hundred percent of the time gonna <laughs> every happen time. every time. <laughs> Dude, is he not I'm the not most unlucky? Lie. Every I'm time. not gonna lie. I needed him to fade. I needed him to fade out of the top ten. So I was like pulling for it this time. But usually I'm rooting for him because he's just such a good guy. It seems yep. like and the guy that everybody wants to have a beer with. So I was. I'm usually pulling for Clint, but tonight I was glad to see him fall back. It had to happen, man. He was. He had. He was on a tear there for a little while, though, man. And we've seen him do that at Darlington, and mm-hmm. we see him do it here. I mean, eventually something's got to give because like SHR has been on point. Um, 
so we can just we can kind of start there. I mean, looking at uh, Kevin Harvick winning, we all pretty much knew that was going to happen. I thought it was pretty epic that uh, that he saluted Dale Earnhardt there towards the yeah. end. He became the oldest driver to win at Atlanta today. That's, oh, that's, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty huge. That's pretty huge stuff for for OK Harv. So we are, we hey, we and he didn't look that dehydrated compared to most of these guys, and he's way right? he good. He Maybe like he keep good. going. <laughs> he he's either on the Tom Brady diet, or, or he <laughs> went and snuck to Penske and got drip drop out of there out of Joey's box. That's what happened. He got he had to do something like that. But yeah, like you know, I, I was looking at, 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 at Harvick. You can't count him out where he's at. He was probably one of the top DFS plays. Drew, do you know what his ownership percentage was? Pretty much for, he, for for the day, he was hovering around fifty percent most tournaments, and yeah. uh, rightfully so with that history he had there. Uh, but I don't know. I kind of was getting a little worried for for him in the middle of the race. I don't know about yeah. you guys, but he, he ended up coming back in stage three and dominating most of the race, most of the stage. Yeah, he I've lost learned, his track position there. Yeah, he did. I, and I, I've learned not to worry too much because in just about every race, like Kevin will pull like one of those worrisome moments, but then he just finds a way to bounce back. Um, you know, and then looking at Eric Amarola, it wasn't really a big surprise. He started second. I had some people hit me up today. They're like, oh, but he's so – his price looks so good so on DraftKings. Dude, all right, so Rusty, aside from fantasy, how many times a day does the name Eric Amarola cross your mind? Uh, never. Uh, I hate to say it. He's a nice guy, but in any race day, I'm, I'm never t- thinking about him. They never talk about him. It just is what it is. Eric Amarola is not a guy I would pick to, to go anywhere. Yeah, man. He look literally. He had that win at Talladega, and I'm sure he's had a couple other ones. I can't remember, but that's the only one I can remember is yeah, the yeah. Talladega win. I think that's his most recent win. But even his sponsor, like Smithley, like like I just when I go to get bacon, I don't think about brand name. Like just get me some bacon. You know what I mean? <laughs> like well, Smithfield and, has been a huge uh, supporter of NASCAR, so that's kind of why I think about it. They, they were at Richard Petty, now they moved over to Stewart House. So I I, I do right. think of them. Um, but Eric Almirola isn't selling me the bacon. It's more of the NASCAR relationship with Smithfield. Absolutely, yeah. So maybe I need to start buying more Smithfield bacon. <laughs> I need to, I need to take, uh, take control of that stuff for sure. But, maybe he um, should just start like throwing bacon in his mouth as he's driving, and that way we'll think he has some more personality or something. I don't more know. marketing. We need more yeah. marketing yes. from Eric. Okay, yeah. so we just Bacon City. Like that's all I want to see. Um, so with him, with, with Eric doing that, I mean, he he fell back. I think he he finished somewhere. Um, I'm not 100% sure. I can look at the data real quick. He was somewhere around so 17th is where he finished. So not, not good for fantasy purposes. Anybody that played him, I, I, I pretty much was very swift to tell them, he's got to go. Get him out. <laughs> but Clint, man, the, uh, the, the corn cars, they, mm-hmm. that was, there was a lot of talk around the corn cars. Um, I, I don't know if that's going to be something that should stay. I'm ready to see, like, Harvick's Gen X style car come back, and I want to see that yeah, for, yeah. like, Clint. And for like Cole Custer, I think Cole would be like a really good driver to put that on. And he's another guy I'm super proud of today for SHR. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was one of he was actually in uh, in Drew's rankings over on Roto Baller in the tier four. He was the number one ranked driver from the fourth tier at 6100 on DraftKings, and he did the damn thing. So okay. aside from the Clint, we've already talked about him a little bit. He finished 20th at that late pit stop. Uh, because of tires and everything but but man just seeing Cole Custer uh, be able to put up the points that he did and finish in 19th uh, I gotta get, give him something hopefully we're gonna see a little bit more momentum building up around him I think this is uh is this his best finished race do we know that mm. he's I'm probably finished better but honestly I don't, I don't know man he's been off the radar all season uh, right it, I think the, the main thing 
the reason he's been off the radar so much is because he stopped doing his Cole's custard reviews. Yeah, online. that is true. <laughs> There's okay. something to that. <laughs> yeah, he's got to get back to the custard reviews. So, so Cole, if 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 this finds you, you're listening to this. We we need more custard reviews. Like, hit me. I'll, I'll find you some good custard around the area. We'll have to make that happen. But SHR just just doing a really great job of of showing up big here at Atlanta today. And then we get into Gibbs. Um, Joe Gibbs racing the, the three big guys all in, inside the top five. Um, I Might was have been their best race of the season, dude. Exactly. That, that's sure. what I'm coming at, except for the Jones boy. Yeah, the Jones boy. <laughs> oh man, dude, the chalk Eric, finally uh, hit the yeah. dust there at the very end. Did you have a lot of Jones? Uh, I did have a good bit of Jones, but not as much as I, as I, as some people put it that the way. Field. Dude, there was so many people, and I know, I know, Rusty, Rusty might not play a lot of fantasy or anything like that. But if if we would have called you, and we would have just said, Rusty, do you think Eric Jones will have a top ten finish this week? What would you have said? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, see, so he's not wrong, guys. <laughs> All right, so we just did what we thought was right at sixty six hundred on DraftKings. Eric Jones seemed like he was going to be one of the guys. We know he's got the equipment, and for where he was starting in position 16th, we knew he was going to be able to make some things happen. It's just that he got too close to Clint Boyer at some point in the race, and the luck wore off to him. So rough stuff there for, for him, but uh, you just couldn't pass him up at where he was at. But talking about these other guys, Kyle Busch finishing in second, really no surprise there. Um, and DraftKings got that right big time this week because I think Kevin was the highest price guy. And then we had Kyle right underneath him, which is typically how week-to-week things go. But um, I think Truex was probably one of the biggest values for Joe Gibbs this week um, out of all of them. And he got a lot of laps led in there. I think he led 65 laps in this race. So how, how, much, how much Truex – Did you guys catch – did you guys catch them say that uh, that was Truex's first stage one of the season? Yes. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that. <laughs> it's like, What? <laughs> Yeah, you would think you would think he would have so much, but but I, but I, do you think that that Cole uh, that Cole Pern leaving has a huge impact on on Martin? It has to have had some impact, um, but he's had speed. He's just had I don't know what I, I mean. I'm not that intimate with the 19 team, but he's he's been up front at points in races, and or he's started off the race really rough and had to work his way forward. I think they're starting to put the, their program together and then they'll keep the track position and get wins. I thought he, he could have won today, but Harvick was just, uh, he was just on it, man. It's Harvick. He was just stunting. He was stunting. <laughs> he was all over He's had plenty place. of speed. Uh, both he and Boyer have had plenty of speed this year. They just seem to be kind of unlucky. So mm-hmm. I don't know yeah, if we're going to see that turn or what. I'll say this much. I think that we're going to see that, that tide turn for Martin before we mm-hmm. would for Boyer. Uh, for Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, because Truex has just been so dominant and, you know, off record, I'm not going to lie. I, there, there are a couple of drivers out there. I'm pretty unbiased when it comes to drivers just because of us betting and, and doing everything that we do. So I'm all over the board, but there are a couple of guys that I pull for. Martin's one of those guys. And, um, yeah. I always want to see him be successful and do well. And, um, he might not like the term diva that people <laughs> sometimes, but you got to embrace it, Martin. Like you, you, you're a diva, man. You're a NASCAR diva. It is what it is. I was is. listening to the scanner today. He was crying about the lap cars. That's just, that's just Martin. He's a competitor. He's, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's in his, it's in his veins, man. So that's why I love, I love him to death, man. And I, uh, hopefully, we'll get to meet him. He's like, it's, it's weird because like the guys that like I end up pulling for, like some of them are like the guys that like I haven't got to like be around and approach the track mm-hmm. yet. So mm-hmm. we're gonna have to make that happen this year. Um, and then Denny, um, obviously finishing fifth, um, being able to come up from his starting position. He, his salary, I mean, on DraftKings, I know that me and Drew both 
chatted about this a little bit. We just thought there may have been a couple of different options that were a little bit better than him. However, we did play. Um, I know I played Denny probably in about maybe about five, five lineups out of the uh, 20 that I put together this week. I don't know. How heavy were you on, uh, on Denny, Drew? Yeah, I was pretty pretty light, man. I want to say like 5%. I played uh, several lineups. I want to, you know, I think – I just think it was the price with him. I think he was the third highest priced guy, and you could get people like Chase Elliott, um, and you could get people like Brad Keselowski for much cheaper. And yeah. we were trying to spend up for Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch too. So that's the main reason we didn't get enough Denny Hamlin. And, and I don't think Hamlin was on any of the winning lineups despite that fifth-place finish just because the right. other guys outscored him basically. Yeah, I know the big one, the big lineup this week was Kevin, Blaney, Cole Custer, Michael McDowell. Um, I think they had some Brad sprinkled in there. Brad was obviously the most obvious wild card of the whole bunch out of the whole driver pool. He was only – if all right, so Rusty, if you take a driver like Brad – and let's just say you'd have to kind of understand how the salary and tiers work. But you take a guy like Brad, you would think Brad would be priced up there like around Kevin Harvick's area and, uh, and Denny's area, maybe around like the 10,000 range or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah close. More, yeah, more in the Denny range, maybe slightly above Denny personally. But, uh, yeah. Okay. This dude was like $8,000. Like he was in like the range that we normally see drivers like uh, – I don't know, uh, would be a good example, maybe like an Alex Bowman or a Matt Kenseth, you know, something oh. like that. So it was a little bit different this week. So there was a lot of, uh, a lot of Keselowski in the air and he mm. finished in ninth, but before yeah. we Truex was on that winning lineup too, for all those yeah. laps led. Absolutely. Yeah. Truex had to be in like, luckily I had a lot of Truex and a lot of Kevin Harvick. So mm. that, uh, that right. played out decently for me this week. Um, before we do move over to uh, Team Penske, though, got to say something about Denny. I don't know if you guys saw it. Denny and Corey LaJoy are going at it on Twitter again. So the beef started in iRacing, right, Rusty? Yeah, from what I understand, I think that's maybe where it started, uh, at least being visual <laughs> on Twitter. Maybe there's something else going behind the scenes, but, yeah, I think it was the iRacing deal that started it. There's, I, I, love, I love it because you, you got to love – like, and Corey's one of those drivers that loves confrontation. So, like, yeah. he loves stirring the pot. Yeah. So, he got Denny on there. And the most important thing that could have ever happened, happened. He called Denny Dennis. <laughs> and I think that this is – and Denny gets mad. Denny doesn't yeah, like man. that. Yeah. yeah. So, then Corey went and pulled up a Wikipedia page, and it says James Dennis Hamlin. Mm. And then he, he messed up the way it was pronounced, and he was like, you even got that wrong. So I think we know what triggers Denny Hamlin now most. Oh, yeah. Oh, Cannot yeah. wait to get to a track and be like, Dennis, Dennis, <laughs> hi. Like, I, might, I might wear some, like, some like gear from, like, another country and act like I'm, like, a, a, a visitor. Oh. And be, Dennis, <laughs> hello. <laughs> you get mad. You, you can tell oh, you get man. mad at that. Oh, man. Yeah, if anybody was going to be called a diva in NASCAR, I think Denny would be the perfect candidate. He just gets offended <laughs> over every little thing. He's just uh, – right? that's his thing. I'm not a big – I'm not afraid to say I'm not a Denny fan. That's just – that's why. He's just a baby, and he, and he chokes. He, he acts so cocky on camera, and he gets out there and chokes away the championship. I mean, I mean, yes. Come on, Denny. Like, there we go. Preach best, it. One, hey, one of the most talented drivers, period. Active driver. He's up there. He's your top five active driver. But he does a lot of talking. He doesn't back it up. Like, come on, Denny. Where's, where's that championship? Okay, if Denny Hamlin was a dog, what kind would he be? What, what breed? <laughs> I'm going to say I'm gonna say Chihuahua Golden Retriever Mix. Yeah, yeah. Because right. <laughs> that, hey, that even work? I got a rapid-fire question for Rusty. I'm going to put it All on right. the spot. 
right. Okay. Um, Rusty, give me your three Cup Series drivers that you would want to build a boxing fighting team with. It's like a oh. UFC style team. Just give me your three names. That, that would fight? That would actually fight? Yeah. Who yeah, would you would fight? want to be like that? You would be betting your money on those three to beat any other three. Well, I feel like one of the obvious picks would be De Benedetto, but I feel like that's I, I I feel like he might be a little soft. I'm not I'm not taking taking. <laughs> oh, I feel like he might uh -oh. be soft, but um, oh man, I, I got to I got to take Bubba. He's always seems like he's down to fight. Number one. Yeah. Um, who else? Who else is uh, kind of scrappy? Don't forget, don't forget, don't forget, uh, Bj Bj McLeod. He's, <laughs> he's like the Undertaker. <laughs> there's, yeah, it makes me think. There's got to be some guys that even in the in the truck series. Uh, like Austin Hill seems like he's ready to go. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's I don't know. There's not many guys at the cup level that like seem like they want confrontation. They seem like they're kind of shy away from any type of right? adversity or anything. They just they're like they're like passive. I don't know. So yeah, I hate I that. That's we nice. had we had a draft. That's why I asked. Chase yeah. and I each yeah. drafted four guys, and I, okay. I think I think Matt went first, right? To you, Chase. Yeah, I took Matt DiBenedetto first. And that, that's interesting that you say that. You think he's a soft guy. So, basically, he's like the guy at the gym that posts all the Instagram selfies. <laughs> but, like, but, like, when it comes time for him to, like, do some, like, hard labor, like, he's just like, I'm out. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. All right, maybe maybe one I'm just talking things. trash in case he's, I'm just talking oh, yeah. trash. But. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I just no think, I mean, I just he's not like my family. Like, I'm, I'm down <laughs> for it. I'm down. You never know. You never know. Some people throw these things out on Twitter and tag drivers. So I, I'm a I Benedetto fan. I don't like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you ain't gonna get that shit here, man. I didn't have a lot of Matt Benedetto in my lineups this week, so yeah. it ain't no biggie. That's just how. Previous, yeah, I just, I just think the previous generation of drivers, you, you could get some scrappy guys, but this generation, they don't want that. So and that guy right there behind. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's oh, the yeah. way. Like, dude, we just <laughs> show us the light, Dale. <laughs> like god we need it so bad more than ever all right going into penske though um i'm not gonna lie like if uh, we're gonna talk about ryan blaney obviously but like i think blaney would low-key throw hands i think I that he's thinking, one of those I was thinking guys about blaney too yeah like he's the real quiet guy but like when yep. shit really pops off he's just like he doesn't say a word and he and like the next thing you know you're just getting <laughs> snuck just yep. like going i think I he's a little scrappy he's a tiny yeah. little guy isn't he uh no oh, he's yeah. a he's dude he's like literally maybe an inch shorter than me and I'm six foot so I mean he's not oh, too, really? too small he's six yeah. one? I thought he was yeah. small and he's got like a he's decently built man he's literally like he might be like a little bit slimmer than me so oh, okay. I mean yeah it's just it's a whole different perspective man when you and Rusty knows you you've been to a couple of these races I'm I'm sure you've been in the garage areas you've yep. been around these drivers you know that like what we see on the TV is not necessarily like <laughs> at all like what yeah. these things are like but Ryan Newman's the thickest boy he's the thick boy of them oh, all Oh Ryan Newman that should have been number one yeah. right there I had I, I had Ryan I forgot about Newman Yeah you got to have him man for my team I had Bubba and True and who else did I have I was, yeah, I was thinking Truex Austin Dillon Austin Dillon, I think you had yeah, him. Yeah, he seems like, yeah. Yeah, so you had all of them. But but back back to racing. Blaney, um, we just got to keep the luck going for him, man. He mm -hmm. had, I think, two laps led. As long as the luck can keep going, we know he's got the cars. Him and his new crew chief have been, been gelling really well. And then Brad finishing in ninth, best value on DraftKings by far. Um, him doing what he did, you know, he got you through, and he was definitely worth the, the value. And then Logano in tenth. So Joey – was a huge surprise for me uh, today because of him starting where he did and then falling way back into the pack. And then, but he always was able to, to work his way back up. So um, I definitely thought we would have seen Joey finish maybe in, excuse me, inside the top five. Yeah. 
but um, so that was a little bit of a shocker. I don't know if if they're if if they're losing a little bit of momentum or like what's happening here. It's uh, it's been it's been strange. You got any you got anything to say on that? You got any takes? I don't. I mean, to me, it's been kind of shocking that Blaney has been kind of the, the fastest driver. Um, even though Logano had, I, I I forget where he won Phoenix, right? And uh, Brad's won twice. They're kind of handed to him by Chase Elliott, but. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Penske is just so weird to me because like Blaney started off the season hot and Brad's gotten the wins recent. I, Logano, I don't know. I never know with Penske. Sometimes they're, they're good. Sometimes they're not. Right. It's just one of the, and maybe if they brought Dodge back. <laughs> Do you guys know how they're paying those guys? Like who would be the head honcho? Who's who, how they rank in terms of payment. Anybody know that scoop? No clue. As far as uh, like, like you talking like crew chief and things like that. No, like how they're paying, like the salary. Like I don't know who would be the main guy. Like who's the number one there? Is it Logano? I would think he gets paid the most. I'm I think. Sure. Well, see, after the crew, after the crew chief changes, because Penske had a lot of changes that went down. So I know that like Jer- Jeremy Bullens is now uh, the crew chief for, for Blaney, or with Brad, or with yeah. Blaney. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, Bullens went to Brad, and Wolf went to Logano. Got uh, you. Okay, so Wolf's with Logano. And then, um, and so that means that Blaney is paired. I don't know why I can't think of his name right now. For some reason, I'm thinking Barrier, but I don't know if it's Barrier. I'm, bl- I'm blanking on it too. Todd Gordon, maybe? Oh, Gordon, Todd Gordon, Todd, Todd yeah, Gordon. Todd yeah, Todd Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> I, knew, I knew it was like, I was like, it's like Jeff I like Gordon. Todd. I was, I was like, Todd. who is this? Yeah, so Todd <laughs> Gordon. So they had a lot of shifts and changes. And I think if anything, this shows a lot for Blaney because it just shows that the power like that Todd has with his driver. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you take – because Brad was Penske's golden boy for years, yeah. and now that he's coming in his contract year, some things and rumors are out there swirling limbo. We're gonna, they're going to go ahead and say, okay, we're going to make some shifts, and we're going to make Logano our number one, Blaney our number two now. Yeah, it kind of feels like the writing's on the wall when they made that, uh, made that choice. I, uh, this is what it feels like. Absolutely. So yeah, with Penske, hopefully some things will change, change and, uh, and shake out and these, some of these guys can get back up there in the winning positions. But I mean, still the, all three of them being in the top 10, um, you can't really complain too much with that. And um, don't we think Brad's going to going to get Jimmy Johnson's ride? That's whatever. That's, that's the rumor, man. But I don't know, dude, I, I, after having some conversations with a lot of people online and I don't know how you, what your take is on it, Rusty, mm-hmm. but um, there, a lot of people are saying that they think that they're going to grab a younger driver to come up to Hendrick. It feels like the way the direction the sport is going is hiring drivers that you can pay almost nothing. Like you give them like, I don't even, I don't know what Bowman makes, but I feel like, they're trying to hire drivers like Bowman versus Brad Kozlowski or Matt Kenseth or Greg Biffle. They want to, to bring in a young talent uh, and fill that seat instead of paying multi-million dollars. Uh, yeah. I don't know what the salaries are, but I feel like that's the direction Hendrick's probably going to go. Well, no, and you can do so much more with your money that way too. Um, and, I mean, I know that like Noah Gregson, I mean, he's been kind of controversial, but I think that him being on Team Hendrick would uh, – that would shake some things up. <laughs> For yeah, sure. yeah. He's got, he's got to get some more experience under his belt, but it feels like this might be his last year in the uh, in NASCAR period. Yeah. That was the rumor that came out yesterday. Well, he actually said it in the interview. I've felt it uh, for at least like a year now. It feels like he doesn't have uh, the sponsorship backing. Uh, even for the rest of the year, it's kind of like a question mark. Who's going to sponsor each race going through, uh, through the end of the year? And uh, he said I he think he just broke Chase's heart. Mm, I'm quiet right now. <laughs> well, like, hey, dude, I, I love everything about that kid. Like, I need hey, to sponsor this kid. 
he's, he's my fa- he's my favorite. I mean, I, I don't know if you've met him at the track. He's like the like the most fan fr- friendly driver out there. And uh, when he wins, he puts on a show. He's dude. I mean, he's relatable too. So I like he him. and he literally takes the time to go on his Instagram yes. and Twitter and like everyone's yes. stuff. Yes, like everyone. That's the kind of people that I, that I fuck with at the end of the day. Yeah, those are the good like, people. I, I uh, when I went to Iowa, he literally stopped at every single kid, every single person that walked up to him and he would have a conversation with them and like you don't i mean a lot of drivers don't get enough credit for what they do but i've seen noah kind of take more time out of his race day than uh, other guys so I, it's always impressed me and i have nothing but good things to say about his uh fan friendliness absolutely well that was the noah gregson segment on garage guys <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my yeah. buddies that see this are gonna be like rusty come on stop talking about noah they know i'm kind of a fanboy so <laughs> oh yeah dude it's hard not to be man just watching some of the stuff the dude was just yelling at bristol like into like this like the wild stuff that this kid does the, is amazing the way he won bristol man that's what it's all about man that's that that's is. nascar for me i love that Right. If they try to change that, man, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of hell with a lot of fans and probably myself too in the sport. You can't take that kind of stuff away, man. We yeah, got it. Yeah. This is a wild boy sport. Yep. That's how it goes. Um, so away from Penske, uh, another shocker. Like I mean, looking at Hendrick easily, Jimmy and Chase being the two. Um, William Byron screwed up pretty bad. Um, were we surprised? Not really. <laughs> but uh, he, he seems. I, uh, I was man. a little surprised. I thought he would run. I thought he would run okay today, personally. So I'll, I'll go out on a limb and say I said the. I didn't play him a ton, Chase. I thought there were some better guys in his range and his price range, but right. I didn't really expect him to 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 do that. I don't think anybody expected that. I don't think anybody intends where, to do it. Where did he finish? I didn't see what <laughs> happened after the uh, his incident there. Oof, uh, man, Byron finished thirty third. <laughs> he well, he finished, got like, what was like eight laps down at one point. Oh, oh yeah, down. dude. He finished oh. 313 laps this race. So that's how many he ran. So yeah, not a, not a great day for old Willie B. Mm. Um, but then behind him, I think was, uh, you know, we had Jimmy and chase up there. Alex Bowman was close to uh, finishing top 10. He finished top 12. So he was 12. Oh, wow. I had Bowman to win this race. And it's funny because, just watching how he runs on intermediate tracks recently, like auto club and how he took over Chicago land, you know, there's a lot of similarities, the bumpiness of this track. I thought that this was going to be the year that Alex is like, I finally figured this out. I know how to do this. And it it looked that way for a little bit in the beginning, but then it's just, you know, the filtration system hit and um, he ended up in 12th. (laughs) So that's, that's how it goes. So I don't know. He'll get the hang of it eventually. I, I like Alex a lot. I think he needs to run the Vaveline car more and then it'll give him more Mark Martin energy and then he can yep. do more things. So we'll keep that in mind. Cause it's all about paint schemes. People don't tell you that. That's, <laughs> it's not about the driver. It's about the paint scheme. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke. Please don't take that. A lot of NASCAR Twitter people take a lot of this kind of shit seriously. Dead serious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like so yeah, I got to make sure that we clarify. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, Chase uh, finishing eighth, uh, pretty standard stuff. Jimmy finishing seventh. We know that he can run really well here. And um, RCR guys, another big shocker for me, Tyler Reddick in 16th. I thought that he was going to have a really good day. Same. I, your, your facial expressions right now tell me you have a lot to say about Tyler. Let, let, let me hear. I, I, love, I'm, I love Tyler. You saw what he could do at uh, Darlington, uh, Phoenix earlier this year. Uh, I mean, notably Homestead the last two years. Of Xfinity. Uh, Tyler's a wheel, man. Uh, but I think Dylan pretty much outran him all day today, didn't he? Like, Dylan was the impressive. Not at first. Game. Not at okay, first. Okay. But he did come back. So, Austin finishing in 11th place. Um, okay. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that eventually what's going to happen is the media is going to start really – they've already kind of started flocking to Tyler. They're like, okay, Tyler, wow, he's running great. Austin's going to, like, get the get the, the hot, like, seat. Yep. Like, he's going to get the fire under his ass. And he's going like- to really unleash it. I, I want to see him do well, man. I mean, everybody wants to see that three-car do good in NASCAR. Oh, yeah. Whether they want him in or not, the, the three-car doing well is awesome, and it's cool for the sport. Absolutely. Hey, Austin was on that um... – top lineup today yeah I, mean, I never can get him right man he's like the the guy i can never get right if i play him he's gonna finish 30th if i don't play him, he's <laughs> yeah. gonna finish 11th so right that's Whatever. that seems to be the narrative because I, I me and drew are in the same boat with that every time i play austin it's just like a wash and it's always <laughs> in the races you least suspect yeah so you know this being one of them uh so great you know great run for austin um ricky stenhouse 13th mm. jtd daughtery Oh, Re- Recky making uh making waves, man, <laughs> making headlines. They they making they stopped nacho. I-, I figured out what was wrong though. They stopped serving nacho fries at Taco Bell. So Uh-oh. until they bring it back, it's gonna it's gonna be uh not, maybe not. <laughs> if they bring it back, the day they bring nacho fries back, top five for Ricky Stenhouse, <laughs> guaranteed. No matter where they are, we have happen. a little bit of bias towards Stenhouse on this podcast, just a little bit. I uh, for him or against him? Like, well, yeah. I, I mean, I have my personal I, opinion. I fuck with, I fuck with Stenhouse. We, we like right. his, uh, <laughs> we like his swag or his swag, yeah. his swag, his personality. Swag. Man, he, yeah. he definitely has that going for him. Um, he's a stand-up and he guy. was cool to you at the track, right? Dude, yeah. So I don't know if you saw, but like I used to do these videos where I would literally go to any Taco Bell, and it started in fantasy football. So are you familiar with the San Francisco 49ers and George Kittle, the tight no, end? Okay, well. No. He's a really good tight end in the NFL. And what I did was, like, I've, I've had him in fantasy football for, like, two years now. And, and when, they would, when I would win a championship or he would have a really good game, I'd go through the Taco Bell drive through and say, I'm here to get my free Doritos Locos Taco for George Kittle scoring over 30 points in the fantasy football playoffs. And they would give me free stuff. So this just started happening. And so Daytona 500 comes around. I roll in and I'm like, I'm here to get my free nacho fries for Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Getting the pole at the Daytona 500. And they're like, okay, here. (laughs) And I got free nacho fries. And then Ricky saw the tweet. This is Chase incriminating himself on live here. Basically, yeah. And I have like maybe eight or nine of the videos. But the tweet (laughs) blows up. And then I get to Daytona. And then Ricky, like I'm walking – I'm walking on to Pit Road in Daytona and Ricky's coming off and he's like, Nacho fries guy. Oh, and nice. I was like, I was like, it's me. I'm here, man. I was like, I told you. And he was like, he was he like looked at his his PR chick and he's like, get a picture of us. And it was like the oh. first NASCAR driver that was ever just like, let me take a picture with you. Dude, that is Look, awesome. Yeah, that it took awesome. the time. So I mean, Ricky's Ricky's an awesome dude, man. And and just kind of chatting with him a little bit back and forth, man. He's uh he's been really cool. Um, he's uh, but yeah, him, him finishing thirteenth, man. I mean, JDD Daughtery, it's showing out. Like Chris Busher did not get the uh the good end of that stick on that trade man it, it feels like Stenhouse is outperforming his stuff uh this year he seems like i don't know it's so weird it's so weird uh, you would think busher would be the one that kind of like rise up but i haven't seen like busher period this uh, yeah. season it's he's been weird. he's disappeared this year and it was yeah. last year he had some really really nice moments i mean i remember playing right. him in fantasy a few times and just yeah. thinking busher's going to be on his way up his stocks mm-hmm. his stocks rising and to uh, to rusty's point it seems like Busher. I don't even remember seeing him on TV this year, honestly. So he was on. He was on the video that they uh, that all the drivers put together today for the yep. Black Lives Matter movement, which I thought was not cool. on track. Yeah, but not on the track. He was on the video, so it was good to see him being a part of that and standing up for that. I thought that sure. was awesome. But his, uh, I think, if anything, what this says is that we we've seen Ricky Stenhouse have a few good finishes in that seventeen. Okay, him moving to the forty-seven 
obviously better equipment if Busher was doing well with in the 37. I think he was in Priest was yeah. in the 47 before. So obviously JDD Daugherty's got the better equipment. But if Ricky could finish some of those races where, you know, in the same areas with the 17, I think that generally this says Busher is not as good as Stenhouse. Mm. So mm. there's hot take. Well, that was kind of the deal with Stenhouse. He just would always tear up his equipment instead of bringing it home like Ryan Newman did. And it's like now, now Stenhouse is starting to bring it home. And it's like, hey, he, there's something What's happening here. Yeah. I think what happened was he tapped into the eBay market of NASCAR car parts and he realized he could make some really good side money. So he would just wreck <laughs> his car if he didn't think he was going to get a top 15, take it home and sling it and make that dough. So maybe that's one thing. Who knows? Who really knows anyway? Entrepreneur. Yeah, got to be. Um, going in, into the Roush Fenway stables, though, Newman was 14th. Um, that's basic for Ryan Newman. Ryan Newman's just one of those guys. He's in between 20 and 10. Kenseth in 15th. Now, Kenseth was a big mover the year before he retired at Atlanta. So that led me to believe that he might be a little bit better, but I, I think that he's still kind of getting his hands on a couple of things. And I see you got the McDonald's hat on. Are you, are you a bit of a Kenseth guy? Are you are you more of the? Uh, I think. Sorry, you're... hold on here, hold on here. Oh, you're good, you're good. Last, yeah, we, last we... connection. Oh no! Uh, uh, you you talked out. about. You said you said I got the McDonald's hat on. Yeah, uh, you got the McDonald's hat. I was like, are you are you kind of a Kenseth fan, or are you repping that for Bubba today? No, I mean it's just kind of. A, I got a collection of throwback uh, NASCAR hats. This I love it. One of them, uh, but it does. I, I was thinking about Bubba driving the McDonald's car, but uh, Looks I didn't so really start to. Res- oh, that was they improved that paint scheme big time and. Uh, but I wasn't a big Matt Kenseth fan toward until the, the end of his career. And I started to understand and respect his ability. And then when he was gone, it's like, okay, this guy was actually one of the greatest in the sport of all time. Uh, whether so like under the radar. Yeah. yeah. So under the radar with it too. Um, hopefully we'll see him get a little bit of a grip, but Kurt Busch. Are, are you, are you a lifelong fan? I got to ask you real quick. Are you a lifelong NASCAR fan, Rusty? Uh, no, actually. Uh, I'm old enough where I've been following the sport for about 20 years, but uh, no, I didn't start off uh, as a kid like most people and growing I'm up. I'm right there with you. Yeah. So I just yeah, had to Drew, ask. Drew actually got into NASCAR because of fantasy and because of DraftKings yeah. and DFS. I grew up going to Talladega. So like that was the only oh. track we ever went to. You're so lucky. <laughs> I was uh, I was a degenerate as a five year old child. Like I learned really early in life, like what what you can get with a pair of beads. So it was uh, it worked out. And I'm from New Orleans too, so that also. I was I mean I was uh, a lot of people question my character from time to time, and I'm just like I'm from New Orleans, and I went to Talladega a lot as a child. I don't know what else. To do. <laughs> but uh, but you know. Uh, it's 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 wild, man. Like like looking at it from a standpoint because like Kenseth being one of the old drivers, and then they also have Kurt Busch on this team. Um, he's another one of the old drivers. He's been all around and done a lot of things. And I, I do got to say something to Drew's point. So earlier today before the race, Kurt had to serve a, a pit penalty, yeah. and he uh, I knew that he was going to be way back of the pack. Like and unless we had a good bit of cautions there was going to be no getting out of this for him because Atlanta is just one of them tracks where once you're lapped, it's very hard to get caught back up. But uh, he pulled through, man. He did. So congrats to, 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 uh, to Diener down here. He, <laughs> Diener, I think he didn't, uh, he didn't budge. He kept him in, in a good bit of some lineup. So him coming in sixth my place. Name too. You just reminded me. Who, who cares, baby? It's Diener. I'm just going to roll with that. We'll guess che- Chef Boy Diener. Chef Boy R. Diener. We got to talk about this, uh, 
Yeah, this is huge. I mean, like, why do people freak out when they get this news before? I think it's people panicking about news, and they don't even know how to analyze this stuff. So I think for me what it is is just watching Atlanta and understanding it. Like, you know, like I told you in a text. I talked to him in a text, and, and I want to – I'm curious to hear what your input on this too, Rusty. But mm-hmm. at Atlanta, like, if it would have been somebody like Kyle Busch or Martin Truex, one of those guys that have – you know, I'm not saying Chip Ganassi's equipment is, like, really bad by any means but it's not as good as some of these other big guys like if, if i would have heard that kevin harvick had to do this whatever he's still staying yeah, he's still Jordan winning Clark. the race he's still winning yeah. <laughs> but kurt bush even though he has a great record at atlanta it's just so hard to get back on that lead lap and especially with him failing tech having to serve that pass going the lap down at first and atlanta not doesn't really produce a whole lot of cautions Yep. So, uh, typically, so he when I heard that 12 news, by lap 28. Right. So, that's what I'm saying. It's like. Hey, I think I'm with you, though, if it doesn't have, and I hate to cut you off, but I, I don't understand why people don't understand that the, the competition caution, right? So, it basically says whoever's the lead lap car one lap down is going to get back on the lead lap. And you have to assume Kurt Busch is going to be the lucky dog. Like, you yes. think it's going to be J.J. Yelly? Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or Josh Billicky. Like it's Josh Billicky. It's gonna be yeah. you know, it's gonna be Kurt it's gonna be Kurt Bush. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't know why like, that was a, a big deal. I think And Kurt I think that's exactly why it was a big deal because there probably were so many people not realizing the competition caution. That changed everything, yeah. It did. So that see, I didn't even have competition caution in my mind. I wasn't even mm-hmm. thinking that we were gonna have that. I um would have played him. Yeah. The the first caution that comes out, he most likely is gonna be the lucky dog. And I just with such a long race, mm-hmm. I don't think we were playing Kurt Busch to be somebody that's dominating the racetrack from out front and, and getting laps led. We were playing him to move up from 12 to 5. That's what mm-hmm. we were hoping for anyway. So whether he gets from 12 to 5, lap 50, or lap 150, it doesn't matter. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I feel you on that. Look, I, I think that Kurt's old enough now to where we know that, that he's been in this game a long time. He knows how he can get the most out of his equipment. I think it was just one of those kind of weirdly misjudged things because it just sounds so bad um, whenever yeah. you're hearing it That's and then true. it goes into it. But I do have – this might be a dumb question and make me look really bad, but this is, this is what I got. Is, are we doing competition cautions at every race now? <laughs> feel i think so until we get back to practicing i think so yeah because see i i wasn't used to this like and I, I, I i've literally like forgotten all about that now because we've already been back to racing it's like normal but i still forget oh wait no practice no qualifying like it's all becoming normal now so mm-hmm. yeah that competition caution is everything so that definitely helps out some of these big drivers that are getting pushed back so going into martinsville and other races we definitely got to look at that a little bit closer and maybe not put so much scare out there to the public when these types of things are, are coming. But that's, I mean, that was, it was everywhere, man. It was everywhere today for him. I don't think it was a terrible call, by the way. Like if you were given that advice, I don't think that's terrible advice. I'm not trying to call it, call you out in that fashion. It's better um, than the priest advice at Bristol. I'll tell you that. Much. <laughs> <laughs> so Rusty, yeah, yeah. I literally, I heard that priest was falling back to the rear and I was like, Oh, this isn't good. It's Bristol. And I had just woke up, dude. My head was like, I was still getting everything together and this one guy messaged me he's like we i'm like yeah get away from priest and i took priest out of like my lineups they locked and this is what i get for for being a lazy bum and sleeping until like <laughs> 10 minutes before the race starts so literally drew's like no and i'm like wait and it's like three laps in he's like he's already in his position moving past it now and i'm just like fuck like it was, <laughs> it was the worst ever but i had to call him out on twitter for probably the first time ever right 
I'm glad you did it, though. I'm glad you did it. it. It needed to be done. So now I'll make sure that I'm up at least four hours before a race starts. <laughs> we have to hold each other accountable. Well, a wasn't bit. that like a 3 p.m. start, too? Like, yeah. what are you doing? This animal <laughs> stays up until I'm, four in the morning and sleeps. I'm telling like, you, it's like he's in I, will college literally, I will literally stay up, like, editing and writing and doing so yeah. much stuff. Yep. And then, like, by the time I'm done, it's like 6 a.m. And I'm like, oh. I feel that. I feel like, that. He's a vampire. Yeah, pretty much. <sighs> I'm a vampire. <laughs> Not a Twilight vampire, though. I'm like Bram Stoker, maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> Christopher Bell finishing 18th. He was one of the guys you had highly ranked. I'm loving the, some Christopher Bell. He's finally getting in the groove of things, man. And uh, there's a lot say of we love the rookies this year because I think that's why I'm we're playing. rookie boys. Love the rookies. We're rookie boys. I'm a big What's your John. Thoughts on the rookies this year, Rusty. What's up? What's your thoughts on all the rookies so far? Just I'm loving the rookie class. Well, I'm just shocked that Bell started off so slow. I thought, uh, I mean, everybody's got him circled as, I mean, arguably the most talented driver coming in. Uh, I know it's not support, like JGR equipment, but I still thought he would perform a little bit better. At least maybe a couple top tens, maybe. No, I shouldn't say top ten, maybe top fifteens. I didn't think Tyler Reddick would be doing this good this soon. Uh, Cole Custer running about exactly how I thought he would run. I don't even know what he's doing out there in the race. Like, they never show him on TV. And then uh, John ne- Hunter Nemechek, that guy's also elevated beyond any expectations because I've never seen those cars run top 15 at a mile and a half right? a short track. Like, uh, so John Hunter's been just extremely impressive. Uh, he, he did dump his teammate today, which is kind of funny. I'd like to know that. Story, we needed but, um, McDowell too, big time. And I, <laughs> that scared the shit out of me because I had McDowell in so many of my lineups, dude. And when I saw him spin, I was like, thank God he didn't yeah. get hit. I was like, but yeah, John Hunter – um he's got some fire in him he's got some pep in his step so it's pretty cool to see david reagan's car do things that david reagan could never do <laughs> so yeah pretty awesome stuff especially at uh i think drew and i had uh had Nemechek and reddick for darlington when it started back and that was in like one of the main lineups so it was good to be able to do that and land that for all the garage fam and for the roto ballers out there but um i mean that's really about it everybody else in this race finishes normally where they would be everybody that we need to talk about. It's pretty much been talked about. Um, and so going past that, uh, looking past this race, obviously we have Martinsville on Wednesday. How many hot dogs are you going to eat this week? By the way, Rusty, <laughs> I still got to get to Martinsville. If I'm ever at Martinsville, I might eat like 20 in, in at each race event that they have. Like I got to oh, get man. to Martinsville and try those babies out. We were supposed to go to Martinsville this year, and that's why I was oh, so man. upset about, man. We were, we were literally going to go on the NASCAR tour, like, this year. We, we normally oh. just do Dega and Daytona. Yeah. I did Daytona in January, but we had Bristol planned. We had Martinsville planned. We had Phoenix planned. Yeah. yeah, so it's, it's been crazy. But I'm, I'm super excited for Martinsville. It's always one of my favorite races, the paperclip. Um, I can't race it great on nascar heat though in the, in the video game it's my worst track <laughs> period like I, yeah. I don't like going there i like watching it but i don't like i don't like going there in the game ever so so let's let's talk about nascar heat let's talk about a little bit what you do so so when did you get so when you got into nascar did you get into nascar through all the things you do with gaming or was it more of just like the sheer just like glamour of the sport itself it's it's actually i never even thought about this until you, you mentioned that um i mean i grew up watching baseball basketball playing those sports and I just, I, I have vague memories of watching races with my dad. I remember like Rusty Wallace flipping at Talladega. I have just these vague memories, but I didn't really get into NASCAR until like he gave me NASCAR 98 on the PlayStation. And I was obsessed with that game. I didn't really watch the races, but I loved that game. And then uh, a few years pass, uh, my dad takes me to my first race. Uh, it was the 2001 Daytona 500. 
And I'll never, I'll never forget the first, I mean, I'm getting chills thinking, but I'll never forget the first time you see the track at Daytona. And then actually when you go through the gates and the cars are at speed in the pack and they blow by you at speed, that moment right there, I, like that changed my life. Just going to Daytona, seeing, feeling, hearing those cars, smelling that thing, that, that changed my life. So ever since 2001 Daytona, I, I, I never miss a race if I have the option. Were you at the race that Dale Earnhardt passed away? Yes, that's yeah, that's the weekend I'm referring to. Wow, that was your first that's race. Crazy. That was that was my first. Uh, I, so we saw the Bush race and then uh, the Cup race on Sunday. Yeah. How Dude. old were you then? How old? That was 16, I believe. At the so time. definitely enough to just like sh- shake you for sure, like get you, yeah, mess you up in the head a little well, bit. Yeah. I, I mean, I was so. I mean, I, I hate to say I was 16, but I didn't comprehend it or understand it at the time of what happened. I just remember right. seeing all the older fans. My, my dad just seeing older people crying just. Like in just the the Bum, I, I'll never forget that feeling, and then uh, obviously Mike Helton's interview. So I'll, that's the stuff I remember. I was I was nine when it went down, mm-hmm. and like for me, like I'll never forget like where I was at. Like I was at a, I was staying at a friend's yeah. house, and his dad and my dad were really good friends. They watched races together and things like that. You know, we we grew up with the Jeff Gordon, Dale Earnhardt magnetic yeah. cars, and that was like what we did. That was that was our fun. So we would watch races as little kids. Like I would rather watch that than like a football game when I was a kid. Yeah. So we would get together, and I'll never forget. We were literally playing with an airbrush machine that it just came out like an as seen on TV and we were making all kinds of shit. And then I'll look up and I see that. And I knew like, okay, Dale Earnhardt. Cause like my first race was in 98 at Talladega. Dale Jarrett won mm-hmm. that one, but I got to watch Gordon and I got to watch Dale. I think Dale wrecked in that race, but I got to watch them at Talladega. So like, that's when I really started grasping it all. Mm-hmm. But, um, but dude, yeah, it was a tough day for sure. But that's crazy. That, that was your first race, man. That's nuts that you were there. Yeah, I mean, I, I still have some just some visuals of like just the the color with like the sunset. Like I remember looking down turns four, turn four as it happened. I just remember like just some of the just some of the visuals. But um, yeah, very. It's just strange that that was my first one, but uh, it hooked me before the race even started, and uh, I just yeah, I can't believe that that was the one. That's weird. right, dude. That's yeah, it's nuts. How many have you been to since then, though? Can you keep keep counting anymore? You know, I, so after that, my dad took me every year to Daytona through 2004 and I was a big Tony Stewart fan. And, uh, when I, I think, smoke. yeah, so when, when I'll never, man, I, it's just one of these special memories when Dale, I was so upset when Dale Jr. Just casually pulled around Tony with 18, 19 to go. Fans are going nuts. The, st- the whole stadium was rocking. So it was electric. Oh, yeah. And I was just so mad that Tony, like, I believed for a second that Tony was going to win the race. I was just an obsessed Tony Stewart fan. Dale, it's the greatest moment that like Dale Jr. wins the 500. It's first 500. My dad's happy. So I still, I still have to talk to him about this, but I feel like after that race, that's when he stopped taking me to races because I was just being a spoiled brat kid, uh, teenager. And uh, so Because <laughs> you were a Tony Stewart fan? Yeah, and I just didn't care about Dale Jr. at the time. I was just so mad. You know, right? I, was, I, I was like in that mindset, like Dale, the, I was the conspiracy theorist guy, like Dale Jr. has got this rigged car where he just, yeah. he just I'm just going to turn out and pull around him. And oh, I, was like, I was just, that was my mindset as a teenager. I mean, looking back at like Dale Jr., then he's just a beast at those play tracks. But, uh, right. So ever since then, like, uh, cause I live up in Minnesota, there aren't any racetracks around me. So I can't just casually drive an hour down the road, go to 20 different spots. So I was kind of closest one to use like what Michigan. Ah, uh, it's Chicagoland and Kansas. They're about seven hours away from me. So wow. I would go to Chicagoland every summer and I went to Indianapolis. Uh, <laughs> it breaks my heart to say this. I went there in 04, it was my buddy's first race. He gets to see his favorite driver, Jeff Gordon, win. 
and I hated the race. I'm like, I'm never coming back. And then Tony Stewart <laughs> wins in 2005. His, his brick oh, race. I'm like, no. and after he wins that, I'm like, all right, I got to go back. I got to go back. And then I well, went in 06. That's uh, uh, not a very memorable race. Jimmy Johnson won it. He ended up having a flat tire. Of course. And he, he came back and won the race. And that was in my peak hatred days of Jimmy Johnson. And I'm like, I'm absolutely never coming back to this racetrack. I had the worst seats in the world. I hate Indianapolis. No viewing angles. It's, this place is a dump. Get me out of here. I'm never coming back. And I still have yet to go back, by the way. I was going to go this year, but um, since we then, I've probably, been to, I've probably <laughs> been to about 20 races since then. So that's kind of like my, my, my story. I've probably been to 30, 30 cup races, I would say, awesome. 25, 30. I think, Drew, Drew, you've been to, I know you've been to Dega. Have you been to any ones other than Dega? That's it. I mean, I started wow. playing. I just started playing fantasy when I was in college, and then I really got to NASCAR. And my first race, I didn't even pay for. I just met you there, and I was on DraftKings Dime. So I just wow. So that was your I first into race. this guy. That, that was is my first awesome. race. Yeah. That's how we met. That's how all this came to be. We that is met awesome. each other at Talladega. So, yeah. and now I, we're that's here. That's awesome. I've never been to Dega. That, that's so cool, man. Dude, well, everyone I, I talk to. We need to get him to come to our tailgate when we go to Dega. We yeah. Have, uh, if they let fans in the stands this, this fall, I'm, I'm 100% going. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm there. We're definitely, we know we got Randy the plumber. He's going to be with <laughs> yeah. us. We, we're definitely going to be throwing some kind of big shindig. So, oh, it's, it's definitely going down. But, um, so, so Tony Stewart was your favorite driver. What, what made you choose the name Rusty Walrus, very close <laughs> to Rusty Wallace? I, I get that question asked a lot. I, I really don't know the origin story, but it basically comes down to um, trying to protect kind of my identity, be anonymous on the internet, specifically Facebook. I don't want mom or grandma searching uh, my real name. And I just played it off NASCAR for whatever reason. And I mean, my, my real name is Russell. And for some reason, I flipped that into Rusty and I don't know where. It works. It's yeah. good, though. It's so good. that's kind of the story and it's just uh um even creating content it's like i it's like what am i going to put out there on the internet no i have zero following i don't care that my name is rusty wallace i'm still in this identity crisis like it's so <laughs> weird and stupid you like, should have well, since you were since you were a tony stewart fan you should have like went pootie tang with it like the chris rock movie and called yourself paul and tony like that would have been yeah that, that could have worked too well i was one of those teenagers like on, on AOL and messenger and xbox where it was like like it wasn't smoke fan 1420. It had a combination of his numbers. And I was one of those guys where it was like, yeah, like you, his number was in every one of my profiles. Oh yeah. Big time. No, I feel you on that. I feel you on that hundred percent. Um, so, so that all this kind of has led up to you getting into this gaming world. NASCAR heat five is coming out. What are some of the key differences, um, that are going to be in NASCAR heat five? Um, that were a little bit different than NASCAR Heat 4. Can you tell us, like, some things that we can expect that are going to be a little bit different? Hey, you know, I hate to break your heart, but honestly, nobody has even touched or seen NASCAR Heat 5 outside of the developers and their team, uh, as far as I know. Uh, I, I'm what you have seen is exactly what I've seen. I have, uh, so, like, for the – back this up. They, they had us do a kind of a – a Q and a on Facebook where we did like a reveal of the gameplay trailer. So they sent that us to us like a day prior. So that's maybe the direction they're going to go this week and then the weeks leading up to the release. So maybe I'll see it uh, in advance, but I'm not a lot, like they kind of give us like embargoes and like dates where we can actually speak on it. But I honestly, zero gameplay, zero um, insider info. I mean, I've heard rumors, but I'm kind of in the same position you guys are. I, mean, I just can't wait to, for, to get that email where it says, Hey, Rusty, here's the video or here's a copy of the game. Uh, that I, I can't wait man i cannot wait. are you are you gonna get codes are you gonna have xbox codes 
I, I, I hope I want to talk to them because I know the Xbox community is always saying, Hey, Rusty, when are you going to come play with us? I know that I'm a PlayStation 4 guy, but uh, I really want to get codes and promote Heat 5. Hey, hey, bro, let me get a code about you, bro. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I, hey if, I would love to do that. So that's kind of how this whole thing started is just getting the community involved. Uh, whether you're like a fan of iRacing Heat, just get all the, these personalities together, put on a broadcast, put on a show, and have fun. So I would love to do that with you. Hell yeah, man. That would be awesome. I know that Drew and I, Drew, me and Drew are Xbox boys. And I, and I mean, it's, we get a lot of shit from PlayStation yeah, yeah. guys. But look, I, I'm, a firm, I'm firm in my stance. Like, look, if I want to go play Mortal Kombat or some Spyro and shit, I'm going to go fire up the PlayStation. Yes, if I want to yes. play real video games, I'm going to go play the Xbox, bro. That's how I roll. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to play a first-person shooter. It's Xbox every 100% of the time. I'm not playing a first-person shooter on PlayStation. Like, are you kidding right? me? I'm playing, like, platformers on PlayStation. I'm, I'm playing yeah. real games on Xbox. Hell yeah. And you got the diehards that are like the PC gamers. Those are the real gamers. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Got the color-coded shit. All the hotkeys and all that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, man. No, I can't can't do that stuff. I played World of Warcraft like one time, and I was like, I can't do this. (laughs) Like, I've watched people like live in front of a computer for three days. I'm at a raid. Leave me alone. (laughs) Like, like, yo, bro, like, I got to get out of here. Like, it stinks. You're in your underwear. Like, whoa, bro, like, too much. It's like, dude, it's crazy. Have you guys seen the WoW episode of South? The, oh, the uh, the, the whenever episode of Southport. Cartman and all of them were like together. Like I've yeah, seen, they, like I think I've seen that one. Is that the one where they did the? Um, they went to the Red Robin for Jay Z and Beyonce's wedding. No, no, you that need was to look up the console wars. Yeah, maybe the console wars, but the, the the Wow episode literally they just grow so fat and they have like chips like going oh, yeah. on their shirts and all kind of stuff as they as they level up to beat the the enemy. So it's pretty funny. <laughs> It's wild. I haven't I haven't talked to people that play World of Warcraft in a long time because they just probably <laughs> got rid of their cell phone because they just <laughs> you know, they're either playing uh, what what's the card game the gemstones? I don't even know what it's called. Uh, Hearth Hearthstones. Hearth, Hearth That's it. Yeah. yeah, they get deep into it, man. But <laughs> but no, I I know that the uh, with PC the big game lately, and I see a lot of like Noah Sweet and um, and some of these other guys have been really big into NR two thousand three. NR is getting a comeback right now. It's kind of trendy. Uh, people are wait, frustrated and waiting for Heat 5. So they're a little bit of a revival there, especially with the custom paint scheme scene right now. I was uh, mind blown by that, dude, because like you get that console feel, but mm-hmm. you get the customization. See, yep. for me, if NASCAR Heat would just allow us to do that type of customization on console, mm-hmm. I'm, I would never touch anything again. Like that, I, I love Heat, man. I'm a, I'm a, heat, I'm a heat truther. And I don't care what people say, because I know me and Drew have played Heat. We like it. We like being able to do the Xbox Live thing. iRacing is more of, okay, I kind of want to get into racing. We see William Byron go from that to being in a cup seat. That's mm-hmm. really a tool that you use to get better at driving. I mean, you can have fun with it, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's not a video game. You know yeah. what I mean? And I want that video game. Like, that's what I, I'm not trying to be like, I don't want to be a race car driver now. I'm trying to be like, yo, I'm trying to kick it with the boys, yeah. and I want to go turn some turn some laps. But do you play with a wheel or do you play with a controller? Uh, on NASCAR Heat, it's controller every single time. I did dabble a little bit with the steering wheel, like on restrictor plate tracks, uh, but I'm controller all the way. I like the this, the casual nature of it, the accessibility of NASCAR Heat. I just like I just want to pick it up and have fun. I don't want to think too much about anything. Like when I'm streaming, the chat's always roasting me for choking races away or doing something stupid, reading the chat, running into the wall. It's like I'm here to have fun and play like play NASCAR Heat. Like I'm not trying yeah. to be a sim racer. I'm, uh, so that's why I yeah. That culture stems. You know, we, we, when we see NASCAR, NASCAR now, you know, they have the heat teams 
in the draft. So I think that culture, there's kind of like a crossing of iRacing culture into heat. So that's why people have that mindset to take it a little bit more serious because we know those guys are taking it really serious and some of them are playing with the wheel. Um, yeah, don't yeah, don't let the console deal fool you. They're uh, just as competitive as the iRacing guys. They uh, they they they're they're so dedicated to their craft. They um like with the setups, they're up twenty four seven practicing, talking to each other, trying to figure out how to just gain just anything. And he, he, the game's been fractions of a years. second. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, that's what they're like. Uh, in the community right now, the people are speculating about cheating. It's like no, the guys that are the fastest are putting in more time than anyone with these custom setups. And once I was kind of a a, a, a hater of setups when I got an Asker Heat for it's like. Oh, who's like, who's going to do setups? That's, that's just for like the hardcore, like nerds or something. But no, once you actually try a setup and feel the difference in those cars and then, and you start to think, well, how can I make this car faster? That's when uh, it kind of takes it to another level. But, and then with the pro league, they're adding money to it. They're adding just, it's, it, it, these guys take it really serious and it's really fun to be a part of it. And the competitive nature of it, like anybody can win any week on the PlayStation side. So it's uh they're they're really dedicated to the craft, so I always give them all the credit in the world for putting on a show because they uh, they're obsessed. They're obsessed. And they love what they're they obsessed. do. I love that though. I love hearing that, man. I, I'm all, I'm all for it. So any support that the garage guys can give to NASCAR Heat when things start really getting spicy, mm-hmm. you know, to holler at me. But dude, it's yeah. been a been a great show. Great recap, um, Rusty. Where can all the garage fam follow you at, man? Hey. Everywhere on social media at Rusty Waller. So um, mostly on Twitter. I'm on Twitter 24 7. I'm not going to lie. I'm always Me on too. Twitter, Inst- Instagram, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, but it's Rusty Waller. Uh, and uh, that's real. Hey, I love to talk NASCAR with anyone at any time. So feel free to reach out. It could be about anything. Uh, it could even about life. That's where you can find me. And I uh, would love to meet you and talk. Hell yeah, man. We're, uh, we're actually getting ready to, to probably like, it won't be like a hardcore, like competitive fantasy or anything, but a lot of people have been hitting me up to start a NASCAR Twitter group just to talk and bullshit about the races. Um, you know, maybe discuss, you know, a couple of things as far as like who we like today and things like that, but just really to get the community going and start it up. So I'm thinking about starting this uh, Twitter group so that we can just get some of the fans in here and I'll definitely shoot you an invite to that as well. So, uh, We'll get to chatting for sure. Yeah. But, but, dude, thanks so much. And um, everybody knows where to follow us at. You follow Drew at Chef Boyardine. You, uh, you ready to get cooking for Wednesday, dude? Are you going to cook some hot dogs <laughs> with, with, with cash inside of them? I'm lagging a little bit, so I don't know if I'm answering the right question. Lag, but did you say boy. something about me cooking? Are you going to cook some hot dogs and stuff the wieners with dollar bills? I'm trying week? to, man. I'm on point this season. I'm, I'm locked in right now, so I know you're locked in too, so I think we're going to – He's actually been, like, doing research this whole time. I was going to say on the fly. <laughs> He hasn't he even – Yeah, dude. He's, like, right now he's, like, grading, like – he's looking at, like, f- like finish no. times. And he, no, I'm brain dead, guys. I promise you. <laughs> after, this, has, uh, after the weekend I had, trust me. So, I'm, wow, boy, I'm just trying we, to, to stay awake, so – all right. Well, maybe uh, maybe I need to cook something up for the chef. Yeah, so you need he to. Can, he can stay motivated. To. But follow me at Garage Guy Chase everywhere on every social media platform. Follow Drew at Chef Boyardine. And you heard the man himself. I'm pointing over here, but you're over here. All right. You follow him at Rusty Walrus. Is there an underscore in your name by chance? There is. There is. But okay. if you type it in anywhere, you'll find me. <laughs> That's it. That's all that matters. Well, thanks so much, guys. That's all we have for you. We will be back on Friday to talk about Martinsville and whatever else is going on. Maybe Denny and uh, Corey LaJoy will have already fought by then. And, <laughs> and who knows, but so we got, we got another preview of you, don't we? Uh, we do. Yeah. For yeah. Look, 
Look at look at you. Look at you. You might be I gotta hold you accountable. Good. But yeah. I also gotta make sure you don't record at like two in the morning so I can do it with you. Yeah, so we will have the Roto Baller uh NASCAR DFS preview out for Martinsville coming up in the next uh day or two. So be on the lookout for that. And again, if as always go to Roto Baller, use promo code Garage, you'll get a discount when you sign up for the NASCAR premium content. That Slack chat's been going off, by the way, too. So lots of winners, lots of winners. Yeah. We're gonna get we're gonna get Rusty into this, whether he likes it or not, and he's gonna realize that his whole life sure. is turned upside down. <laughs> I know, I know, it's gonna happen sooner or later. Oh yeah, well hell yeah. Well, that's all we got. Be on the lookout for that stuff. We'll have all of our articles and content up on Rotoballer this week. As always, sports party. Repeat. It's the garage guys. 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 It's 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 the garage guys. It's it's the garage guys.